And I spread a song so you can sing along With my special guest star or two You like to sing and dance And this podcast by chance Explores musicals for you everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me, oh my God, is my bestie, Lauren Gismondi, everyone. Hi, everybody. So this is a first for this podcast. Lauren and I are actually recording this together after watching this movie together. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're, we're doing it. We're, we're moving forward in the world. We're here to talk about Muppet Treasure Island, which, Lauren, tell everyone why you picked this movie. Well, I was first inspired by Muppet Christmas Carol. And second, it is the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater as a child. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, wait. No, I did know that second part. You did tell me that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie came out in 1996. Uh, the screenplay is by Jerry Jewell, Kirk R. Thatcher, and James V. Hart. The not based off the novel by Robert Louis Stevenson. Music and lyrics by Barry Mann and Cynthia Weil. W-E-I-L. Weil? Yeah. Yeah. Directed by Ben, uh, ben Henson and David Lane, who is actually uncredited for that. And according to IMDb, are you ready for this one? Sure. Uh, did you know the IM, do you know the IMDb blurb of this? I know the Disney Plus blurb. Oh, just buckle up. Okay. The Muppets twist on a classic tale. That's it. You know, that's really succinct. <laughs> that's can't usually say that for IMDb, can we? No. No, well, okay. Have you ever read Treasure Island? Oh goodness, a long time ago. I must have been in high school. I've never read it. So oh. this is this is all new for me because I I don't think I've ever really seen this movie. Okay, so this was a first. This was a first, yes. Cabin Fever sounds familiar, but I think that's because you sing it to me sometimes. Yeah, that was um, one of my many pandemic, getting through the pandemic songs. I think halfway through spring of 2020, I would just walk around my apartment going, we got Cabin Fever, we got Cabin Fever. And like none of the other words, just that. Oh, God. (laughs) That moment, I think I looked at you and I, I had the biggest like gleeful face ever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cause I, I wrote, <laughs> so I took notes during this. Lauren didn't cause she's seen it 7 billion times by now. Mm-hmm. So literally during cabin fever, I just wrote on three lines. What the fuck? <laughs> like what drugs were they on? Can I have some? <laughs> Uh, it's a it was really enjoyable but like very out there so this movie took i feel like i'm i'm sorry if i'm going to no no let's get into it this movie totes the line where like we had muppet christmas cow which is a very serious film that had moments of levity here and there because Rizzo and Gonzo were the narrators and they would do Muppety things. But like this one, they, I think they tried to do that as well, but like they didn't clearly because the serious parts felt way too serious. And then the goofy parts were just way over the top. 
Am I right in that assumption or is that just me? That is your opinion. Yes. That is my opinion. Yes, yes, yes. Because yes. like, I mean, Tim Curry was all but twirling a, a fake mustache while in every scene, which yes. Tim Curry, first of all, mm-hmm. my God. I read on IMDb trivia that after they filmed this, he received a, a, a Muppet of him as Long John Silver. Oh, I hope that's true. I but, hope that's true too. Because oh you know, IMDb trivia is whatever it wants to be. <laughs> is, is that something the fans can edit? I, I think you have to be actually a member of IMDb in order to add things, but okay. I don't. It's I not don't like know. Wikipedia where it's a free for all. That's right. all I was really asking. Okay. Right, but I still take it with a grain of salt because sometimes they're way out there that I'm like, this can't be real. <laughs> I did read on Wikipedia, speaking of which, mm-hmm. that this was third in its opening weekend after Broken Arrow and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> That's perfect. That's so perfect. Okay. Good for them. Good for the Muppets. <laughs> so I read that this has seven songs in the movie two in the credits scene which we didn't finish listening to the credits because uh they reprise love let us hear mm-hmm. but it's by sung by john barry and helen darling okay sure they are uh <laughs> the only song that is not written by barry man and cynthia Weil mm-hmm. is boom shakalaka yeah okay that's composed by Hans Zimmer. Oh. But like he, they must have like worked together to create that song, I feel like. Sure. Which is wild. <laughs> Lauren, thank you for making me watch this movie. <laughs> You're so welcome. So let's get into some of the questions I wrote, I guess. Please. First of all, do you know what a cabin boy is? No. Do you want me to ruin your your life with what a cabin boy is? Sure. Let's let's spew some facts. So a cabin boy not only does like odds and ends on the ship, but when they were out on sea and the rest of the uh, crew were getting a little frisky, um, the cabin boy would be there for company. Ah. So, <laughs> watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. So the cabin boys were Jim, a human child. Gonzo. Gonzo. And Rizzo. And Rizzo. Yes. So when they said cabin Choices. boy. Yes. <laughs> when they kept saying cabin boy, I don't think they meant, I mean, they clearly didn't mean it in the sexual sense. But I was, I went there because I was just like, mm, this isn't the right, this is the right term, but not really. Use a different one, please. <laughs> Well, everyone, you learn something new every day, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and speaking of, of sex in this movie, uh-huh. uh, well, first of all, is Gonzo's kink to be stretched? He seemed, he seemed to enjoy that a little too much. Oh, yeah. Well, he's openly, how does he describe himself as a whatever? Oh, yeah. So Where it, it tracks. A human, a rat, and a, a whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but also... Is it alluded that Miss Piggy's character like slept with everyone? Yes. Okay. No, she and she says it like you know. There's none of this. I wouldn't have had to do it if I if you had married me. <laughs> it's an interesting guilt trip that happens at that point in the movie. 
it really is like <laughs> like she talks about how she was with somebody else and then all of a sudden yeah she was with captain flint and then as soon as long john silver walks in she's like oh hey we long have long john <laughs> like there's emphasis on the word long you know it's not oh. lost on me no, well, because <laughs> I feel, if I remember correctly, the Muppet show that was in the 70s mm-hmm. was a little more adult humor. Than, oh, absolutely. So when they... It was on late in the evening. Mm-hmm. So, not children's programming. So when all. they started creating these movies mm-hmm. to be family friendly, obviously they toned down some of the humor from the show, but kept it in a little bit. I think they would have to, because it's, it's trademark. It, the Muppets were not initially made for children friendly i guess no that wasn't the goal sesame street is a different you know it's it's still hinted, Rock. but it's and it, those are two exactly two totally separate things whereas the muppet show is really them trying to do their absolute best at putting on a show and failing but it's also like part it, it's like part snl part that goes wrong show yeah but with muppets yeah, with puppets. puppets yeah <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I that's why even as an adult, like you can sit and watch it and still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And the jokes for the most part are going to go right over. Oh, what was I laughing? I was laughing at the Swedish chef showing up. Yes. And the, and like they broke the fourth wall a lot, like talking to us and to, and like being very meta, which I think was also from the Muppet show. Mm-hmm. So that was their shtick back then. Um, okay, to switch subjects. So I wrote this down okay. because I need I need your help defining this. Okay. So in the scene where Sam the Eagle is doing a roll call, they go to a woman that has a man's voice. Is that supposed to be like a trans joke in a way? I think it was the name of the character that was one of the jokes because it's like baby face it's a really long name I it's really it horrible they, 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 they use like ugly baby eating it was like it right was and really it, a, but it's a woman that shows up but she, she's just like here yes. I. yeah so i would that threw me for a second because i was like what <laughs> why why is this bass man voice coming out of this woman and you know i, I don't know I don't have the answers. I thought, <laughs> I thought maybe you had some more since you've seen it. I just, it would be easier to look up what the actual name is. I'm pretty sure it is because they just keep calling him ugly fat. And he, mm-hmm. Not him, but calling that person ugly fat, all these horrible things. And then it's a pretty woman. And that's the only time you see that character. Yep. <laughs> Cause like when they're trancing about the Island looking for treasure and everything, mm-hmm. that character is not there. No. And I was, a little disappointed. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, huh? Oh my god. So, <laughs> so I just didn't understand like Long John Silver's relationship with Jim. Like, I may have tuned it out for a hot second, but so what's your question? Like, why is he so nice to him? Why is Long John so nice to Jim? I mean, at first, it's to get what he wants, mm-hmm. which is the map. But then, even at the end. Well, before the end, I should say, when like they're about to fight, and he's like, "Oh, I don't want to fight you." And then at at the very end, when he when Long John's on the boat, and he's like, "I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to just sail off. Goodbye. Could have been friends." Like, what was it supposed to be? Like a 
fatherly figure is that the idea i suppose i i never interpreted it that way but as like a mentor student situation I think is a bit closer. Your dad was a first mate. My dad was a first mate. And the other thing you have to think is that how truthful is Long John Silver being in these conversations? That's true. He is kind of a manipulative prick. And I mean that in the best way possible when I speak of Tim Curry, but that's what it is. But also when they steal Jim, I just didn't understand why. Like to go on the, to look for the treasure. They say in the movie, you know, it's like one of the characters says, oh, the Polly the Lobster. Oh. <laughs> Polly the lobster. lobster. Polly the Talking Lobster says, oh, it's like they're um, giving us the treasure on a silver platter. And after some like, you know, yuck, yuck, yucks, um, Long John Silver says, yeah, so never, you can never trust anything that's on a silver platter. And then it cuts to Captain... And the rest of the officers going, oh, yeah, you know what? We're just going to let them go. You know, they have the map. We're just going to let them go for a year, fight it out, and then we'll come back for them. Because they think that Jim is still on the boat. So the right. reason that they that Long John Silver pulls Jim onto the boat is to keep the officers involved. I micro-black that out. Okay. I had micro-blackout starting this, so... Okay. <laughs> There was a lot happening and it's certainly, and I say that as like, you know, as an adult, you know, watching it and thinking like, okay, okay. You know, there are chunks of it that went over my head as a small person, as a tiny or human. Right. And now I'm just sitting there going, yeah, okay. You know, it is, it knows what it is, which is like a breaking the fourth wall chaos is supreme kind of movie <laughs> it it's i don't uh it, i think my brain was also not over cabin fever at that point i know it's like, I was like 10 <laughs> 15 minutes later yes but like cabin fever was bonkers i need at least seven hours to talk about it but we don't have that much time well, so why don't we start then since you're already on the subject so when they start, when they go into the song, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Because they were doing that whole, like, warping the screen and yes, everything. Yes. And then they go into the song, and I'm just like, this is amazing. This is, <laughs> this is what I need to be watching every day to wake up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what kind of headspace that would put you in, though. It's fine. It'll be fine. Just watch Fozzie like become a Miranda for a second. Sure. Yes. Okay. And that one that like shakes its rump the whole time. Yes. I don't know which. There's at least two or three puppeteers making that one happen. Like one just to work the backside, one working the bum, and then somebody doing the hands, and then somebody else is doing the mouth. I'm. (laughs) There was a few moments uh, as well in this movie that I was just wondering the mechanics of them, like. Mm puppeteering specifically when they hang Kermit and Miss Piggy upside down yeah the behind the scenes footage is worth watching oh I have to watch it yes I'm not going to go into detail because I do not want to spoil it for your listeners oh we got to watch it we're we could watch it on Disney plus I'm assuming it's either on Disney plus or YouTube yeah good old YouTube has all that stuff because that's how I actually saw the um oh goodness the off the camera behind the scenes stuff for uh, Christmas Carol Muppets. Muppets mm. Christmas Carol. 
because I was on YouTube. It's 12 minutes long. It's wonderful. It's mostly Michael Caine being like, this is the best job I've ever taken. <laughs> well, because I feel like the <laughs> feel like the same could be said about Tim Curry. Oh, right? yes. You can tell was... they were having fun. And all of the humans. All like, of the humans are having a great freaking time. Like Jennifer Saunders in that opening scene. Oh my God, Jennifer Saunders. <laughs> and like, Billy Connolly. Like, it doesn't get better. Like Jennifer Saunders <laughs> just going off the wall. <laughs> just whooping all the Muppets. Amazing. Saying she sleeps in her bed alone. I'm like, How does I, she do that? Yes, I respect you, Jennifer. Thank you for coming in for this quick under 10 in and out and on your way. Do you feel like there could have been more songs in this movie? I think there might have been and they just didn't make it. But like, after watching it, do you want more songs in this movie? Tim Curry would say yes. But like, <laughs> it's perfect because the one song he has, A Professional Pirate, yes. they makes joke about it, being like, this is my only song. Mm-hmm. So sit, bitches. So sit down and listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really did like shiver my timbers, which mm-hmm. I want to, I don't understand why they say shiver my timbers instead of shiver me timbers. I don't know. But I wrote, it was, it's a lyrical decision for sure. So I wrote down for shiver my timbers, like right before the end of the song, mm-hmm. you know, I was going to ask you how they feel about the animals and other creatures being Muppets and, and the humans as pirates. And then, you know, they, they get shot and I was like oh that's why so never mind (laughs) but like it's very it's very interesting how there seem to be more puppet crew members than human crew members Mm -hmm. which I mean I get it it's the Muppets and everything but like like the do the Muppets feel like they they um take up the screen more when they're like doing group shots or would that be better with humans or not I don't know I don't know where I'm going with this I'm asking you random questions I, I'm gathering that yes um I'm pro I'm still processing this movie <laughs> legit we just finished watching it yes and yes, yes. you know I, there's a lot that <laughs> I told you I told you even in the first 10 minutes of the movie there's a lot that goes on try and pay attention <laughs> it's true um but to answer your question Honestly, I don't mind that there aren't as many human crew members. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect me. It is Muppet Treasure Island, not Treasure Island. Right. So you, I have that expectation that the whole crew and the entire cast, for the most part, is going to be Muppets. Mm-hmm. Appropriately cast in the night where they belong, cast. of course. Um, but because otherwise it's, I don't know, I... I would be disappointed if it were the other way around. Well, so I was, I found also on IMDb, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm just going to read this directly. Uh, after Jim Henson's death, Rolf the dog was not recast for several years as he was considered the character closest to Henson's actual personality, even more that so than Kermit the Frog. In this movie, Rolf appeared but did not speak in the, fir- in the first scene set in the tavern. Now, this is my little two cents as well. Scooter is not in this movie. Hmm. I love Scooter. I just don't know why Scooter is not in this movie. I thought I saw Scooter briefly in the opening. Oh. But it would have been very, it was like, we're talking seconds. 
Like in the tavern as well? Yeah, either in the tavern or in the opening scene with the pirates. Like that was a thing I had the last when I did Muppet Christmas mm-hmm. Carol is like, where's Scooter? Scooter, Scooter. Yeah, I don't know. But I did love that they brought in Swedish Chef. Um, <laughs> I wrote, I just wrote Swedish Chef with an all caps with yes. like seven exclamation yes. marks after it. Yes, and it's great because again, the, the vegetables that he's about to slice and dice look right at the camera and go, how else are you supposed to put him in this movie? Where else is he going to go? <laughs> it's like well the only other person cooking is long john silver and that's tim curry who i now think is an honorary puppet um and michael kane yes yes. sir michael kane yes how did you feel about the kid who played jim it's good yeah it's a lot you have to think about it you're probably 12 years old you're on that set half your scene partners are puppets and tim curry it's a lot to take it. Well, like, I, I felt like both Tim Curry and the kid, whose name I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have it, wait, I have it written down. I have it written down. Kevin Bishop mm-hmm. is his name. And I felt like they treated the Muppets like they were people. Like they were fellow, yeah, like they were other actors. Which, I don't know. It, I'm trying to remember other Muppet movies where... I, I, I can't remember if like that's a the running thing where you know all the human actors treats the Muppets like they're humans or um, if there's yeah I think that's actually the thing now that I think about like Muppets Take Manhattan Manhattan or the Muppet movie whichever one because there's like three of them with the same title yes it's the Muppet movie Muppets Take Manhattan and the Great Muppet Caper but then there's the one with uh, Jason Seagull? No. Yeah. Yes. It's just the Muppets. It's just the Muppets. Yeah. So it's interesting that they all. I think it's. Sorry, you finish what you're saying. I was going to say, I think I I, I appreciate that even like all the properties, all the Henson properties, they treat the puppet, Muppet, whatever they're called, Mm -hmm. be it whatever property it is, that they treat them as like another working actor rather than a hand. a hand sure. covered in felt. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm sorry, what were you about to say? No, I don't. I think it has changed. I think early on that was true. Like in the Muppet Show? In the Muppet Show and in like the Muppet, um, like the earlier Muppet movies. This period, right around when they were doing like the classics, is when there starts to be a little bit of a shift because the Muppets Ooh. have their own notoriety at this point. Right. It's not like the way it was earlier where it's less so. And it was more the idea that the human was entering the Muppets world. Whereas now, especially recently, we'll say the last 15 years, especially, it has been the Muppets entering the human world. Oh. Yes. So these movies that are made in the 90s are an interesting in-between where they're trying to kind of figure out who are we now that the leader's gone it's a different it's you a mean different, Jim yes it's okay. a very different vibe in some ways like watching if you watch the older movies versus watching the ones from the last what is it it's been um like since since that new muppets movie yeah it's with, about 10 years ago yeah yeah it's a very different feeling hmm. yes because you 
you made a note to me during this movie about something about this. Why don't you say it? Do you want me to cue you up some more? Please, yes, I'm lost. <laughs> well, you, okay. So you said during this movie that you feel like, you felt like this was the first movie to call out the fact that there are humans. Uh, like, oh, there's a difference. yes, 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 yes. It was Rizzo. Rizzo yeah. who has said it in the middle of the movie when he gets ignored by Jim repeatedly. And he's fine. And he's just like, oh, I guess the humans are going to, human beings are going to go hang out together. And yeah, it's a, I, I don't know if that's ever really, I would of course have to really watch and listen, but I don't think that was a thing prior to this movie. Mm, I guess we have to have uh, people write in and tell us. That's, so, so task, you know, that you'll know the socials <laughs> at the end, write in, tell us if, if we're right or wrong yeah. or. You know, whatever. I'm like sitting here really racking my brain. And that's actually, I think that's actually the truth. Well, because this movie seemed very meta. Like, I know that the Muppets are supposed to be very, like, breaking the fourth wall while meta, you know, doing commentary on things. But, like, this one was, like, amped up to a billion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they poked fun at Disney and the fact that it's even on oh, Disney Plus makes me very happy. That was hilarious. <laughs> I won't tell you, listeners, where it is. We have to watch the movie. You'll hear it. Or if you're like me, you watch things with subtitles and you can read it across the bottom of your screen. So let's get into some of the songs. We talked about Cabin Fever. We already kind of talked about Shiver My Timbers. That's so good. Something better. Mm-hmm. That's the I Want song. Yes, it's I Want. So is it the I Want of all three of them or I Want of Jim? I think Jim is the primary driving force behind the, that trio. Um, and it becomes clear that Gonzo is only really interested in meeting the um, Zanza barbarians, whatever they are. Zanzibar. Yep. <laughs> and Rizzo just wants to, you know, eat food. So really, honestly, it is really for the three of them. Jim's is the most prominent of the three. He is the human in the situation <laughs> to Gonzo and Rizzo. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a very interesting song, you know, if you think about it. If like, okay, if we were to switch whose who's want has the most prominence, then all of a sudden we're singing about food for three minutes. I mean, which you I wouldn't know, be mad about. It's true, but it would be... Um, how do I say? Uh, two-dimensional. What? Know, right? <laughs> uh, how did, what about Love Let Us Here? I love that duet. Yeah. I think it's a sweet duet. It is a very sweet song. Yeah. I just don't like how uh, Frank Oz sang this big. <laughs> she was very odd. She was like feeling her oats upside down. It was, it was, it was, it was something. And I'm, you know, I, I've said before, you're a singer on this, like you're a singer. So like, you, I am? yeah, well, yes, yes, she is. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting next to you and I'm like, I want to hear Glenn sing this part, you know? Like, right, right. But like as Lauren, not as Miss Piggy. You know? Right. Well, that's, the, it's an interesting thing because it's Frank Oz for anybody who, for some reason does not know Frank Oz voices a multitude of Muppets in the Muppet universe and was well was I don't believe um he does anymore which is a whole other conversation that I can save for its own separate podcast about what happens when people are not allowed to do things that they like to do um and what's interesting is 
you know, he's singing in his falsetto. He's singing way, way up there in the stratosphere for a male voice, we'll say. So it's not going to have the same quality as if it were someone who was a female identifying performer. Right. It's just not, totally speaking, it's just not necessarily going to sound the same. So you end up with the squealing, squealing pig, which actually is appropriate. Now that we said that, <laughs> yes, it is appropriate. I didn't mean, I brought a full circle on purpose. I did read, though, that, yes. um, speaking of Frank Oz, uh-huh. he was busy filming another movie, or directing another movie during this process, so he could not actually perform in Puppeteer, his usual puppets. However, it is his voice that we are hearing. Yeah. So. That makes sense. That happens sometimes, especially, you know, if you're busy, you booked it. As the, the, the children like to say, I'm booked, booked in blessed. Yes. It's like, okay, good for you. <laughs> um, Sailing for Adventure. I thought that was just like a boss song. Yo, hey, uh-huh. yeah, on the boat. It was fine. It was fine. It's cute. It's a big ensemble number. And to think of like how much goes into doing those sorts of numbers it's there's a lot there's a lot of planning and a lot that goes into it the the thing is is that the big song the huge steal of the whole movie is cabin, cabin fever. fever so it's hard to sit there and be like these other student songs they stink they're not as good and it's only because cabin fever is so it's banger yeah it's just beyond it is be it, it has a life outside of this movie whereas i feel the rest of those songs don't necessarily have that. I'm not kidding when I said amongst my closest friends during the early parts of the pandemic, we would, on the worst days, like that was a song we sent back and forth to each other. Just to be like, we were off like stuck inside our little apartments going, this is exactly that, singing Cabin Fever. I'm like, this is what it feels like. There hasn't been a breeze in five days. I haven't left my apartment in a week. (laughs) It's been six weeks since we left England. Yes, exactly. Um, But like the song Love Let Us Hear, like, could you hear that in a, have you heard that in a cabaret or do you feel like you could hear that in a cabaret? I think it would be a decent concert song. I think it would require to potentially to rearrange it some just to make it more suitable to actual performers who aren't Muppet performers. Like that, that's just the truth. That's the other way I honestly feel. And sing it like, people mm-hmm. you, the pe- the person usually sings not right. as a muppet yeah um which which you know kudos to these to these uh mm-hmm. do i do i want to say actors or do i want to say puppeteers or they both performers performers they call themselves muppet performers so that's that, that is how they are credited that is how i shall call i them. always give like every watching every muppet property or 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 Jim Henson property yes. where they established a voice for that character. And then they have to not only like speak that way, but then sing. Mm-hmm. I, I always give them kudos yeah. because that is hard. Mm-hmm. Like you have to. It has to be something that can be, the process can be replicated consistently. Right. Right. And especially like, well, so I feel like how they do it, is the same like with ready any other musical movies that they they probably pre-record and then on the day they just move the yeah mouth the that's hand. typically the easiest way to do it like, yeah because none, none of that was saying over here 
none of that was sung live. Like no. you can tell. No. no, why would you do that if you can go into a really nice studio and just practice your lip sync? But even practice Tim Curry. your hand puppeteering. Right. But even like Tim Curry, yeah. I did read. Yes. This is a, another fun fact. Uh, Kevin Bishop, who played Jim mm-hmm. Hawkins, uh, went through puberty during filming. So I don't remember hearing about this. Go on. They had to use his uh, older recordings of the songs. Yeah, because so, he has a gorgeous boy soprano in Something Better. Yeah, I don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Anyway, I, I thought it was a nice moment, but that's just me personally. It's definitely not for everybody. I was like, oh, it's so sweet. But yes, I do remember reading that somewhere that he had hit puberty halfway through the production process. And they were like, well... <laughs> I I would, think we got those in the can early, guys. I would be interested to hear what it was. During. After, it would be during. Or po- like, yeah, like what that voice would sound like rather than what he sounded like. Did I English? Does that make sense? Let me try and understand. You're saying <laughs> you would have, you're interested in hearing the takes while he was in the midst of puberty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I obviously, you probably wouldn't be able to sing that high and not necessarily, or no. like, or like the way that his voice sounded when it was that high would mm-hmm. be different. But yeah, um, who? Yeah, again, who knows? If anyone has a take on it, like, like <laughs> the a, a, a reel of it or something, just you know, send it to us. <laughs> we, sure, we yes. would love to hear it. Very curious. Well, John's curious and I'm just here. (laughs) I will give them to Lauren and be like, listen. (laughs) I would like for a moment to discuss the ultimate subplot in this movie. Okay. If we may. Can we talk about the rat cruise? Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Yes. (laughs) The ultimate subplot. There's several subplots. This is the one that is... So, ultimate yes it's the one that is the that is the most consistent um as far as how involved the rat ensemble is i say. i did write down that i love the pseudo baseballs moment with the tourist rats yes when they were walking the island and they're like and this is where they're filming muppet treasure island okay next which correct me if i'm wrong yeah okay. the rats were introduced in muppets take manhattan i believe so that would make sense which that movie, I can't wait for anyone to pick that one because I love that movie. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a classic in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they are, at this point, they're relatively new because my particular Manhattan is what, late 80, late 80s? I think it's either 80, I think it's 81 or 82. Well, I have a computer in my hand. Oh, okay. I mean, well Please hold. We're going to look up the year Muppet Take Manhattan 84 so it's been 12 years yeah um and you know Rizzo is like the head rat it seems like because he's the one that's always paired with Gonzo yeah they found each other we'll say that's cute Mm -hmm. not Camilla sorry Camilla that's a separate thing (laughs) it's Rizzo (laughs) hey listen maybe Gonzo's Polly we don't know it's true Gonzo is a kinky motherfucker, though, because yes, we, we, we touched on it briefly. We did. But then also Rizzo makes a joke about the starfish that are in, oh, in his Gonzo's pants. pants. 
And I'm just like, oh my God, they're so horny. Like, wow. <laughs> again, it's a movie that was not necessarily made for children, which they, again, I think they, they say that. They do. At the beginning, like when, Billy, when he dies. Yeah, Billy Bones dies. And that's one of the first things. Where Rizzo It's says. Rizzo. And Rizzo is the one that's making the commentary always, where yeah. he's like, this is a kid's movie. What the fuck is going on here, everyone? <laughs> Um, is there anything else though you want to talk about before we get into sharp and flat? Lauren. Give me a moment. Because I so I so enjoy this movie. Still. And that I think when something has that kind of staying power for a person, it's worth making note of it. So if you had to like give it a age rating. Well, what do you think is the youngest that should be able to watch it? Ah, uh, well, let's see. In 1996, I was six or seven years old, depending right. on when. So my sister Gabby was, that would put Gabby at three or four. Um, but Gabby didn't know what was going on. I think she might have fallen asleep for all I remember. I don't know. Shots um, fired, Gabby. Shots fired. <laughs> She knows she was she was little. She was a little kid, little little. Um, I think it's appropriate for children ages eight and up. I Maybe think six, if, depending if on their maturity level. Well, if they're younger than that, they're just going to like the puppets. Mm-hmm. I think there are elements in this one that is a little bit scarier, and that if you're really young and fragile, it might freak you out. But there is always that one kid who like loves pirates. Mm-hmm. wants to be a pirate and it's this is a great you know it's a great intro crash course how to be the worst possible pirate <laughs> that's a compliment for me i um i think 33 is the right <laughs> sure sure john listen it's it's okay no i'm kidding i'm kidding you know i'm, I'm just saying that because that's how old i am when i watched it um <laughs> I, I i would agree with you you know like there's the innuendo is like very subtle. Yeah. Like it's not overt as like other properties are. Like other like other children's movies, not sure. Muppet related. Right. Tim Curry is great. Yeah. He's a he played like we've seen him play villains before, but this is like a different facet of villain because it's like he's a likable person. He, he is makes himself likable. And he's also but he's also like slightly caricature-y well yeah i think he's kind of in drag the whole time oh duh <laughs> that's when that reveal happens on the island i was like you've been waiting this whole movie to shit with the feathers and the red and like the red blood red cape with the cups and the lips and the feathers and the thing i'm like yeah you just they they told tim curry like you can do this um but we're going to do you up like if um, exactly if dr frankenfurter was a pirate would you just do that instead of like random actors we're just gonna give you a bunch of muppets how do you (laughs) feel about that you want in he's ready yes he's like can i bring my own cape uh (laughs) exactly yeah i mean it's on disney plus Mm -hmm. probably forever and always so i hope so I really do. Well, at least for now. I'm, yeah. At the time it's recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and what's nice too is like, you know, the, the inner book nerd in me, it's like, oh, it's based off the book. So if you like the movie, maybe you'll read the book. <laughs> I'm kind of intrigued because I want to know what they changed. 
<laughs> well, there's definitely not going to be a rat freaking out every 10 seconds about being what? on the boat. I know, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I don't want to read it anymore. I hate, I don't want to disappoint you, but I figured somebody should tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> so that you aren't, so that you're not, you know, flipping through pages looking for Kermit and Miss Piggy and being sorely disappointed. Well, I mean, I was a little confused by because they're playing characters. Yes. Uh, so my brain did not register what their character names were. For the most part. Okay. Um. Yeah. I cannot tell you besides Benjamina. Yep. Because I was just like, that's a weird name. It is. Uh, I cannot tell you what anyone else's names are. It's very British. Um, let's see. There's Benjamina. Do you want me to go through everybody or not? No. Nope. Uh, okay, that's good. Uh, <laughs> it's in the credits, everyone. It's in the. It's on Wikipedia too. Mm-hmm. They break it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have. Uh, Clueless the, the goat. Let's be real. Clueless the goat was your favorite. Oh yeah. Well, we'll get to that in Traps and Flat. But I was going to say they have the performer. The if like who the pup the Muppet is, unless it unless it's original, and they'll just say original Muppet, and then they'll say what character they're playing. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice little chart. Uh, I That's would suggest what going to that if you're watching the movie too, for the first time, like I am, like I did. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, let's get into sharp and flat, shall we? Sharp flat. In this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not. We talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. Lauren, I just say it. What do you think I'm going to say? The whole movie. No, I was going to get specific. Oh, you're actually doing specific. Yeah, I, okay. mean, I come prepared. Um, Mr. Bimble. Yes, Mr. Bimble gets a sharp from me. The level of delusion in that, with that character, with Fozzie um, as the halfwit rich son. I mean, that was, that hit a nerve for me personally, because I have helped like assist those rich halfwit sons in my past life in hospitality and retail. And I'm just like, I know this person who is just there talking to something I can't see. And in our modern day, it's Siri or Alexa. And it's an invisible entity. And then I'm just like, yes, we're just gonna, he lives the man that lives in my in my thumb. And see, I put that as a That's <laughs> okay. Just Mr. B- how do you say that? Is it Bimble? Bimbo? What is it? Bimble. Bimble. Yes. Yeah, I put it as a That's fine. I, we can be at odds. I didn't think it really added anything. I was hoping though, like at the end, we would hear its voice, his voice. Ah. Like yeah, that'd be a cool thing to be like, you're not crazy, Fozzie. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> well, yeah, he is crazy. What other sharps do you have? Um, I enjoy that Miss Piggy had a life after, um, Benjamina had a life after Captain Smalley, mm. Smollett. She calls him Smalley. Um, that she had a life after he left her at the altar. She did not sit around and weep. She got around and ended up on her own island where they thought she was the queen. And she had a ton of treasure. Benjamina yes. is, in a way, modern feminist goals. <laughs> Does that happen in the book, in a way? I don't think so. Not to Got my it. memory. Okay. <laughs> 
maybe it's not the modern feminist thing because modern feminists would be like well man turned her away and that's how she reacted he was reactionary as a proactive fine okay whatever i'm like does the end justifies the means i'm like girl ended up on her you know ended up having okay she had a great yes she got a pet anteater out of the deal like uh, it doesn't get better than that. <laughs> I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure some of those pigs used were part of pigs in space. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Anyway, anything else? Oh goodness! I mean, I've already told send my love of Cabin Fever and how it transcends the movie. It has its own life, which is cool. Those are the big. Those are my big three. We'll say. So I want to highlight Jennifer Saunders, please. Tim Curry. Rizzo, Gonzo, and uh, what is it? Clueless Morgan. Clueless Morgan, the the donkey thing. Because mm-hmm. that new Muppet, my <laughs> God, was amazing. He's California sober. It was wonderful. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm probably going to end up rewatching this at some point, and I'm just going to love watching Clueless the whole time. Oh, it's so good. Um, I love the blind pew scene <laughs> where he comes in and yeah. talks to the moose and the moose talks about like that's pure Muppet awesomeness. I did sharp the breaking of the floor, fourth wall and the meta-ness. I always love that. And you know, with Rizzo making the commentary, it's great because he's like he he is the voice in my head. <laughs> like, what is going on? Yep. He's every angry New Yorker. Every angry, anxiety-ridden New Yorker is, that's what it's Rizzo. based off of. Yeah. Uh, Sharping the fight scene, that was amazing and probably technically very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. So Not easy to film. And I, th- I think I chuckled. You're going to have to confirm or deny. I think I chuckled when Kermit was slashing his sword back and forth. Oh, yes. Yes, yes we both were chuckling during yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Because it's so stupid and silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to highlight the performances of Shiver My Timbers. That's a great song. It is. I really love that song. And Cabin Fever, of course. Like, <laughs> come on. Nothing else compared. Like, we had Shiver My Timbers. It was great. And then we had a few songs in between, which was fine. But then Cabin Fever showed up and was like, I'm here, bitches. Mm-hmm. Hold my drink. Mm-hmm. Just remember, we're Muppets. We're that's what I that's what I think it really is. It's like yes, we're pirates. We're doing all these things, but really, we're Muppets. We're Muppets, and we and like we like to conga. And we're switching our demographics because now we're appealing to children mm-hmm. or family friendly. I should say. Sure. Yes. Do you have any flats? Let's do yours first, because I think yours are more pronounced than mine. Okay, so I already <laughs> mentioned them, but I'm yes. going to repeat some of them. Please. Kevin Bishop being dubbed with his, quote, younger voice mm-hmm. that I wrote down, Mr. Bimble. And then, again, Miss Piggy's vocals on Love, Let Us Hear. Mm-hmm. I think, but I think that's because, like you said, it's him singing in his falsetto as a character. Mm-hmm. So to my ears, it didn't sound pleasant. Right. But like, I, it's not saying I didn't like the song. I just, the notes I felt were a little too high for Frank Oz. Like maybe if they moved, transposed it a little well, bit. Just change the melody. Yeah. Alter the melody. I mean, it's not, you don't want to know how many how often it happens in most pop music. Right. And some musical theater too, but definitely in there are times when I look at sheet music for certain really popular songs and I'm like that's not what they're singing at all like what is okay and I'm also going to flat the that potential 
trans joke that they made at the beginning. I'm still unsure if it is one, so that's... I didn't read it as such, but I also if they're they're, yeah. they're, they're making I, I I wasn't sure if they were making because like then that person would be the only female um on the boat. On the boat. Yeah. Oh, I do have one more sharp though, I wanna say. <laughs> sure. Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. <laughs> The line of, of, you know, man, don't take sides, just play the gig, okay? You don't want to get into politics. That guy's, that mentality has gotten me through some hard times. Like, <laughs> play the gig, play the gig, do not take sides, do, I, it, do it. I always love seeing them. Um, <laughs> I was very upset when they weren't in the Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, as much. No, they weren't in it. Yeah, they are. They're in They're they the Fozzie Wigs, yeah. that's right. But, you know, I, lo- I love me Janice. Janice is, is one of my spirit animals. Mm-hmm. So I, when every time she's on, I see her in a movie, I'm mm-hmm. always just like, yes, queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But those are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I mean. They're not they're, major. They're not major. They're not picky. The movie's great. Yeah. It holds up. Mm-hmm. It's like, like 25, 26 years old at this point. 96 yeah 26 years old yeah it's it's 26 years old almost mm-hmm. so <laughs> probably come the summer i think it came out like in the summer or like fall i i don't really remember um i would say my flats are do you have any is the question <laughs> i think i do i really do think i do and, and honestly it really it's nothing super major and now that I know why there was less of Piggy, it like makes sense to me. Like, because that's all, all I ever want is I want more Miss Piggy mm. all the time. Is she your Muppet? I think she's definitely one of your Muppets. A Muppet I look at and go, mm-hmm. "This great." Uh huh. <laughs> so we're. I mean, at the moment, are, are are we at a you have flats, but you don't know what they are? I don't even. But that's the thing is, it, the, I don't really. My flats are not like. I had hated the thing. Right. I didn't like. It's not even I didn't like. It's just like, eh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are they more of a natural instead? Yes. Okay. Or it's like something that's in between pitch. Ooh, the wind just picked up. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, come here. Okay, so they're... <laughs> they're like a weird in between where it doesn't, it's not quite definable other than I, I think what I wish more than anything is that they sort of chose a tone and stuck with it. Yes. I will agree with I, you on I, that. I, I, the only, that's the only thing I can honestly think fairly, like without being totally biased, that I would prefer. I'm like, look, you either got to go full stupid or go full serious. The weird kind of coming in and out, in and out, in and out constantly is can be jarring for an audience. Do I still love this movie? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that is perfect. Um, what songs would you add to your life's playlist? So I think we have the same. I'm I'm gonna say "Shiver My Timbers" and "Cabin Fever." Yeah, and I still like "Love Let Us Hear." Maybe not necessarily this particular arrangement of "Love Let Us Hear," but I always it was on an album, like a Muppets collection, Muppet songs collection album. I had on CD as a teenager, and I had forgotten what movie it was in because I hadn't oh. seen it in some time I was like oh this is an interesting song what's it from I had just seen um Muppets in Space or something like that I was like what is this 
it's not in that movie. It's not in this one. And then I realized, you know, sometime later. called Muppets in Space. Yes, where Gonzo um, goes to find his family. Stop. It's... It's heartbreak. Is it heartbreaking? It's beautiful. There are moments when it's heartbreaking and it's because the whole opening, you can probably you can snip this out if you so desire. The whole opening segment of Muppets in Space is... Um, they're all living in a house together, all the Muppets, and they have pictures all over the house of each of them with their families. And the opening, opening scene or the camera scans all these pictures with the Muppets and their families and it's sweet. And then you see Gonzo alone on a beach. Like that's the picture of Gonzo that he has. And so he goes through this whole, it's, it's a great movie. It's really, really good. But that's where the song, um, I'm going to go back there someday, ended up so that's one of the muppet songs that i adore and we, it's like oh, i'm gonna cry to do that in a future episode all right i can be your official muppets correspondent if you want <laughs> you can watch all of the muppet movies because i love them so much we can even watch specific muppet episodes of the muppet show where there's like musical <laughs> guests like bernadette peters season one of the muppet show <laughs> yes so good before she was really famous maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk we'll talk we'll talk <laughs> do you do you, the listener, want that? I mean, I kind of have a Riverdale correspondent, but we're currently on hold because there are no more Riverdale episodes at the moment. But it'll be back. I, it'll be back. Assuming the, sh- the show gets renewed. Oh, it's coming back. It's coming okay. Back. But um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, how do you feel about Gonzo's new non-binariness? I mean, I think that's I think always, it was always there, yeah, right? Yeah, I just always thought that of Gonzo. And in, in that, you know, wasn't being called such, you know, then mm-hmm. referring to themselves as a whatever. You know, I'm not really, I don't really know what I am. Gonzo, I'm so sorry that I, if I gendered you this episode, I didn't mean to. I'm not sure. That's just it. Right. He's, I didn't. He's a whatever. He's a whatever. Or it, they are whatever. Because... Mm-hmm. I'm assuming in this movie, Muppets in Space, they never, they also don't define what Gonzo is. Yes, you do. Oh, they do define you it. You learn exactly. Oh. Yes, there's a whole, yes, yes. Gonzo gets a backstory finally, because basically Gonzo was introduced to the Muppets sort of by accident. It was an ex, it was a just an accidental thing. I started off as a very small bit. Fuck it, Lauren, we're doing it. We're okay. doing this movie. It's okay. <laughs> I have to find it because it's not on Disney Plus. Rude. I know. So rude. I have to buy it on Amazon. That's fine. Give just Bezos some money, that bastard piece of shit. I would love people to give me money for this podcast because <laughs> I spend so much money on movies. Hey guys, if you give John and I each ten dollars, we'll do moments in space. Ask, That's probably how much the rental costs. Ask me for my PayPal. I'll gladly <laughs> give it out to you. My Venmo is the same as my Instagram. <laughs> And that's a great segue, Lauren, because <laughs> we're done with the episode. Oh we're my goodness, it done. it's over. This was fun. I mean, you're obviously coming back for other things. Of course, um, I'm here. Muppet and non-Muppet related. Mm-hmm. Lauren, what do you have to plug or promote? Jeez, every time you ask this question, I don't have an answer. Give me and your, just, just give your Instagram account. Okay, if you want to find me on the Instagram I'm at Lodges underscore Sangs, and the same with TikTok. I'm actually in the middle of doing a song-along project as a my New Year's resolution. 
Uh, so far, it hasn't been a total failure. And by that, I mean, I've only missed one day and we're only a couple of days into the new year at this point. Of this recording. <laughs> of this, at, at the time of this recording, that's correct. So if you're interested or you're like, oh, I want to hear a song, I might take requests. I make no promises, but if it's something that I go, oh, I like that, I will do it. And they're usually, what, like a minute, two minutes? I try to keep it under a minute long. Just okay. because it's it's supposed to be quick in and out, we're on our way. I usually only do it in one take. I don't do multiple <laughs> takes unless I'm unless something really happens where it's out of my control, sirens or something outside my apartment or you know, roommates, roommates banging wow. around. Yeah. Otherwise, it's pretty much one and done. Get in, get out, do the thing. You should go find Lauren's version of um, a new world from Socks for a New World. Mm-hmm. She, it's on there. She did like one of the first few verses of it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's great. Yeah. Are you, are you going to be doing any shows in like February or something? No, no. The next time I think I will be doing stuff live, live will probably be April, the absolute earliest. So still a little early to pl- actually plug it. Exactly. Oh, okay. That's why I was like, I can't make any promises. I need to see how I feel. And if you want to reach out to us and give us money, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I like money. I really do like money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at buttersongpod. Tell me about some people who want to advertise for my podcast because I like money. Ooh, yes. Please send sponsors. John sponsors. Today. I like sponsors. I will l- gladly go back and re-edit all the archives to include them. Uh, <laughs> or if you want to talk about Muppets, more than welcome to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to be part of the next episode's conversation, we're doing Dewberry was a lady. Ooh. It's a Lucille Ball movie. Yeah, it's exciting. Yes. And Red Skelton, is that his name? Yes, Red Skelton. Mm-hmm. Him. He's in it. John, I cannot wait to hear all of your feelings about this particular oh, movie. Boy, Lauren, I'll tell you off camera. <laughs> but Lauren, this was great. Being my first, I mean, it had to be you being like my first like full guest i know my mom was my first yes which is very important we have we must acknowledge acknowledge my my mom was the first one but like second like but like first being also we watched it right before we recorded yes yes yes, i'm glad it was you and i'm welcome to doing this again for anyone in the future so yeah bye for now everyone Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.